Peace and many blessings. Peace and many blessings. It's a privilege to be in the house of God. The Bible says that Jesus called his disciples first of all to be with him. And therefore it's a privilege to have the opportunity to be with him today. And I pray that our being with him will bring great benefit to us. Amen. Today we'll be looking at the second part of the biblical way of fasting. Yesterday um, we had the word, the first part from uh, Lady Pastor Eunice Menu, and she talked about the definition of fasting and said that it is a spiritual exercise or discipline which involves abstinence from drink and from food and the pleasures of this world for a period of time and the purpose is to wait on the Lord. So she gave us that definition. And she went on to talk about some situations that call for fasting. She talked about service to the Lord. She talked about repentance, intercession, overcoming temptation, taking an important decision, commissioning ministers and ministries. And then she went on to discuss the importance of fasting during communion preparation. That is what we are doing now and why we should participate in it. One other thing that, uh, one other situation that the Bible records that calls for fasting and prayer is the casting out of certain evil spirits. The Bible says, this kind, Jesus said, this kind goeth not out except by fasting and prayer. So there are some evil spirits who will not go except we fast and pray. And so we, we will be looking at the second part today, but I, it was interesting to me to find out that fasting can also be called for in the Bible. There's a record of a fasting being called for, but for nefarious activities. Jezebel asked that a fast should be called, and Naboth should be seated in the top place. And two criminals, she described them as sons of Belial, should come and sit by him. And then they should accuse him wrongly of, of blaspheming against God and the king. Stone him so she could get, collect his vineyard and give it to her husband Ahab, the wicked king that Auntie Eunice talked about yesterday. So she and her husband were instruments of cruelty and instruments of cruel, evil. And she called a fast for the purpose of destroying neighbors so that his vineyard could go to her husband. But that is not the kind of fast God is calling us for. Amen. So today we will be looking at different types of fasting, some results of fasting. We will now look also at what Jesus teaches about fasting, what the Bible teaches about fasting. Then we will discuss some practical tips on fasting. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you that your word is spirit and it's life. We thank you, O God, that the gathering here is unto you. And we know that you are in our presence. You are here with us, O God, to, to bring us salvation, to bring us deliverance, to strengthen us, O God, and to build us up with your word, O God, that we, that we may go forth, O God, and show forth your praise. 
We thank you, O God, for the privilege of being here. For the privilege of being alive today. We thank you in Jesus' name. As your word comes forth, O God, we confirm your word, O God, and we affirm that it will go and accomplish that which you sent it to do. It will prosper in the thing where to you sent it, O God, in the midst of your people and in the lives of your people. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we will be talking about different types of fast. And we will categorize this into three main things. That is from the Bible. We see three main categories of fast. One that is a fast that can be described as what one has abstains from. So a fast that we can put into categories based on what people are abstaining from. Yesterday we talked about a few of them. Then also we will also look at fasting categorizes into who are doing the fast, who are involved in the fasting. Then we will look at the length of the fast. So looking at the different types of fasting that we see in the Bible, we will look at these three categories. And when we look at the issue of what one is abstaining from, we have the dry fast, which is abstinence from food and from water. And we see this in the example of Nineveh that was given. The Bible says that the people abstain from food and water. And their animals did so too. So food and water, abstinence from food and from water, and not just water, from drinking anything, food and water. We see that Esther also, when she called for a fast, when she knew that she had to go before the king, not at the right time, at the peril of her life, when Esther called for a fast, what she told them to tell Mordecai, that tell the Jews that they should fast for me. They should fast for me for three days. Nobody should take any food. Nobody should take any drink. And I and my maidens will do the same. And then I'll go and see the king. And if I perish, I perish. Amen. And so this is abstinence from food and water. And we see this also in Acts chapter 9 verse 9. Can we have Acts chapter 9 verse 9? Where we look at Saul. When Saul had been arrested on the road to Damascus, the Bible says he was three days without sight and neither did eat nor drink. So this is a type of fasting where there's total abstinence from food and there's total abstinence from drink. And this is a dry fast, what we call a dry fast. Then we see also in terms of abstinence, where in abstaining, we abstain not only from food and drink, but also from music and entertainment. From anything that gives us pleasure. And if you look at the definition, anything that gives us pleasure. And we will look at Daniel chapter 6 verse 18. And we see that in the example of King Darius. When he had been tricked into putting Daniel into the lion's den. The Bible says that then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. So he even fasted in terms of sleep. He didn't sleep. So that's what he abstained from it. He couldn't sleep. 
But he asked that no music should come, no entertainment, no, nothing that gives him pleasure. He just stayed away from it and did not eat or drink. Then we come on to another kind of fast, which is abstaining from certain delicacies and certain foods. And we see this in the life of Daniel and his three brethren. And we will look at Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. Where the Bible says that that Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not be defiled with a portion of the king's meat nor of the wine that he drank. Daniel purposed this. And if we look at verse uh, 12, let's look at verse 12. The three, the, the four boys asked, they asked the Enoch that please give us just pulse, and pulse is vegetable. Give us vegetables and water for 10 days and let's see what will happen. We do not want to eat the king's delicacies, his meats, his wine, and all the things that he's given to the other people. We just want to eat vegetables and we want to drink water. That is all. So this is a kind of fasting that we see recorded in the Bible. And we will see the results of it. And the Bible records that at the end of it, when they brought the people to be examined, the Bible says Daniel and his brethren were fairer and they were fatter in flesh than all the people who had undergone that examination. And when they were interviewed, they were skilled in knowledge and in wisdom. And none of the people came up to them in wisdom and understanding. And on top of it, Daniel was given the ability to have visions and dreams. So the period of fasting paid off. And this was what Daniel and his brethren did. So this is a kind of fast that we see recorded in the Bible. Then we see another Abstinence in First Corinthians chapter seven verse five. This time in the New Testament, where we are told that this can be done. He says that defraud ye not one another. This is talking to husbands and wives, not girlfriends and boyfriends. It's talking to husbands and wives who are married. Bible says that the marriage bed is honorable and undefiled. Any other bed is defiled. And if you jump on it, you have defiled yourself. So he says, defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent between husband and wife. They have decided that we are giving ourselves to fasting. And during that period, because we really want to concentrate on the fasting, let's abstain from sex. That is marital sex, not premarital sex of um, adulterous sex, marital sex. So it's talking about abstaining from sex during a period of fasting and prayer that the husband and wife are concentrating on something and focusing on God. It doesn't mean that every time as we do communion preparation, husbands and wives should, should, should become a quarrel between husbands and wives. They said that we should abstain from sex. Please. It's by consent between the two people. It is not always that when you are fasting, you must abstain. But for some time, it has to be done to achieve a certain aim. Amen. I hope I will not be understood and create confusion in homes. Amen.
And then when we come on to, having talked about the different types of fasting, the ones that I have described, we come on to who are fasting. And we see that individuals can set themselves to fast. And when we talk about individuals, we saw the example of Nehemiah, who saw that the walls of Jerusalem had broken down. And he realized that things were in a mess in the house of God and in the city of God, Jerusalem. So he set himself to fast. So Nehemiah fasted for the nation on his own. Then we saw Ahab. Yesterday, Antinous was talking about Ahab, which I had seen and I also laughed and I said, this man and his wife, Ahab fasted and he mourned several days and God heard him. So Ahab fasted for himself and in sorrow and in repentance. So an individual can fast. Then we had David also fasting and praying, hoping to save the, the um, child that he had had outside wedlock with Bathsheba. But God said, no, no, not this one. But David fasted and prayed for something he needed from God. So individuals can fast. And we have the example also of Anna, who set herself to fast and pray and to remain in the temple and to look for the coming of the Messiah. And she did this until the child Jesus was brought into the temple. And she saw that what she was looking for had arrived. Amen. So we look at the example of Anna as well. And then our own Lord Jesus Christ, who fasted as an individual. Amen. So we have individuals fasting. Then we have groups fasting together. Now the critical element, element with group fasting is that people should be of one mind and one purpose when they agree to fast. So when we agree that we are fasting as a church over something, it means that there shouldn't be some of the people complaining, some of the people busily eating or happily eating, and then the whole thing becomes ineffective. So when a group agrees to fast for a purpose, they actually should do it together. For it to be effective, it should be corporate, it should come together. And when everybody is of one mind and one purpose, it often achieves what it was said to do. So you have groups like a church calling a fast. And we have that in Acts several times. We saw that the church met together, they fasted and prayed, and God spoke and said, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work for which I have called them. So we see that happening. And when they had heard from God, Bible records that they fasted and prayed before they also sent them off. So the fasting, as for the fasting and the prayer, it was the order of the day in the Old Testament. Also, Paul and Barnabas, learning from this perhaps, when they went on their journeys, the Bible records in Acts chapter 14 that they went around and they set up elders in every city. And when they had finished putting the elders in place, they fasted and they, pray, they prayed and they commended them to God and sent them to do their work. And so fasting and prayer as a church is biblical and it's in the Bible. The disciples did it. We too must do. Amen. Then we have a group 
which is not like a church, but a group that is concerned enough and burdened about an issue. And we have Ezra calling together some elders and Levites. When they saw that there was a problem in Jerusalem, the place was desolate and something needed to be done. Ezra called the people and they declared a fast to pray for the nation Jerusalem. So that was a group. Then we have also a whole nation coming together to pray. And recently, when the Ebola was at its peak, I think Sierra Leone called for a fast. And the whole nation fasted and prayed about this epidemic. But Nineveh in the Bible fasted and prayed when they heard that God was on his way to deal with them. When Jonah finally arrived with God's message and the whole nation decided to fast and pray. So that is one big group that can fast and pray. And we as a nation, if we see that we are in difficulty and things are not going the way it should go, we could call for a fast in this nation and it will achieve something. Amen. So we've talked about different who is fasting. So I've talked about what people are abstaining from when they are fasting. And then we've talked about who are involved in the fasting. Now the next thing that I'll talk about is the length of the fasting. And we, the length of days that the fast takes. And an example we see in the Bible is a 40-day fast. And we see this in Matthew chapter 4, verse 2. The Bible says that Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards unhungered. So Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And in the Old Testament... We had Moses in Exodus 34, verse 28. Moses in Exodus 34, verse 28. When Moses went up to the mountain, God called him to come for the laws that he wanted to give to his people when they were on the journey. The Bible says that he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And so 40 days and 40 nights, Moses fasted and Jesus also fasted 40 days and 40 nights. No food, no drink. Then we have Esther. I talked about Esther calling for a fast. And what she called for was a three-day fast. A three-day fast. And so they fasted three days. So the fast varies by days, depending on how the people are led. We also have Darius. I mentioned it just um, a while ago, the King Darius. And the Bible says he fasted overnight. So through the night, he fasted from the evening till the next morning. So that was recorded in the Bible. Then when we look at the example of Nehemiah, the Bible says... Nehemiah fasted 13 days. It doesn't tell us how long it is, but it says 13 days. So there's room for overnight to one day, to two days, to three days, to four days, to 40, to whatever. So depending on how we are led and what the situation is, 
we can fast for whatever number of days we are led to do so. Amen. And so these are the different types of fasting that we see recorded in the Bible. Now, what are some of the results of some of these fasts that we've talked about several times? When we fast, we have an ability to overcome temptation. An ability to overcome temptation. We see this very classical in Jesus' life. We are life. We are able to overcome temptation with fasting. Also, sometimes when we fast, in certain situations when people fast, people fast, God's anger and His judgment is turned away, as we see in the lives of the people of Nineveh and in Ahab's life. God's judgment and his anger and what he has purpose to do, he turns it away and he forgives. And so that's one result of fasting. And sometimes when we fast also, we obtain an uncommon, unusual favor from God. And we see this in the life of Esther. Nobody goes to the king without invitation. But because of fasting and prayer, somehow... God moved the heart of the king and he held out the scepter to Esther and Esther was able to walk into his presence and she was not killed according to the decree that was there. She could have been killed, but she was not killed. So fasting can release a certain uncommon and unusual favor on our behalf with men and with whatever we have to deal with. We also fast, when we fast sometimes, God intervenes and miracles happen. When we fast, when we have situations, we fast and we pray, God's hand moves and we see miracles in our lives. When we also fast, we are able to see God's purpose and his plans clearer. Now our lives are so busy. We are running around, things are running around us. See, everything is just moving up and down. Our life is just giddy, 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 giddy. And sometimes we are doing so much giddy, giddy that we don't spend enough time in God's presence. So we become like a TV with a very bad antenna. If you have a TV with a bad antenna, some of the very old ones with a tikopo, when you put them on and the antenna is not good, then you see, shh, and you see the people like ghosts on the screen. Then several dots all over the screen. The picture is not clear. And watching it is a, a burden. And it's difficult to see exactly what is going on on the TV. Now, if you have a very good color TV, flat screen, modern, High density or whatever they call it. Clear, flashing, big. That one, your antenna is fine. It's sitting on the roof, whatever. You see that the pictures are clear. They are like lights. And you can see them very clearly. Now, when we fast, and we, it brings, it makes us as a unit. It doesn't change God. What it changes is us. And so all the um, ants and things go away. Then we see and hear God clearly. And we are able to pick and hear his purpose and his plan clearer. So fasting makes it easier for us to be able to know what the plan and the purpose of God is. And be able to align ourselves with it. Amen. 
And when we, 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 we see that when the church prayed, they were able to hear from God. And God says, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work for which I have called them. And when Saul was arrested and he went to spend time in prayer and in fasting, he was able to see what God had planned for him. God sent somebody to him. He was able to know that he was sent to the Gentiles. And he was sent to suffer many things for the gospel. And he was ready to do it because he had heard clearly from God as to what his purpose is. There are many of us who may not know what our purpose is for our lives today. We cannot tell what God wants us to do. Some of us have been in the church for like several years. Up until now, from the day we entered the church till now, maybe several years later, we are still working in the church. I, I really don't know what to do. I, I don't know what ministry I have to be in. I, I, which ministry do you think I have to be in? I'm thinking about it. I'm praying about it. And we've been praying ah, for several years. And we haven't heard the people. Please, add fasting to it. Amen. Add fasting to it and focus on God. And you will hear God's voice clearly. And if you are obedient, like Saul was obedient, you'll be able to know what to do. Amen. God has a purpose for each of our lives. His purpose is not for us to warm the pews in this place. His purpose for us is that when he saves us, he can use us as instruments to achieve his end time purpose in this life. And we are in the end time and we are part of the army, whether we like it or not. And we have to play our role. Because when an army is marching and a soldier that is not concentrating may be shot and may die on the battlefield. So let's concentrate. Listen to the word of God. Listen to his purpose and know what we have to do. Amen. So we get to know God's purpose better when we add fasting to prayer. Another thing that happens when we fast is that we draw closer to God. We draw closer to God. We are closer and God's arms come around us. We actually feel him around us more. And we feel him in our day-to-day, hear him in our day-to-day life. And minute things that we have to decide on, God is part and parcel of it. And if we were to get into that place, we would not want to leave that secret place where we commune with God almost on a 24-hour basis. And we can virtually hear him tell us, this is the way, walk ye in it. This is the way, walk ye in it. And directing us by his spirit. And so we need to get to that place. And that is where God will have his children be. Amen. And so fasting draws us closer to the Father because it makes us able to come close to him. Then we will look at Isaiah chapter 58 verse 8. Fasting actually is healthy. It brings us good health. This chapter is talking about fasting, the kind of fast that God will have us do. And he says that then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily. So it means that those of us who say our stomachs are booked for the next year, 
we are actually doing ourselves in health-wise. And if we are not careful, we will spend more money in the hospital than out of it. Amen. And so fasting actually makes us healthier. It improves our health because it gives the body time to rejuvenate. It gives the body time to rest. It reduces the amount of calories that we take in and it makes our health better. So fasting causes our health to spring forth. Amen. It causes our health to spring forth speedily. Amen. And then it says that your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Now, glory of the Lord we see in the example of Moses. When Moses had come down from the mountain, the Bible records that Moses' face, after he had been with the Lord 40 days, when he came out, his face was shining with the glory of the Lord. Amen. And so the Israelites could not bear to look at him in the face. So what they told him was that, please, the glory on you is too much. Can you cover your face when you speak to us? So when Moses is speaking to the Israelites, he has to cover his face because of the glory that was upon him. So when we spend time with God, we grow from glory to glory. And his glory wraps us off on us. And we pick up some of the glory and we go forth in glory. Amen. So the Bible is saying that the glory of the Lord shall be your re- reward. Amen. And so we receive a bit of God's glory. So these are some of the results of fasting. Now we want to look at what we were taught in the Bible about fasting. And we will read Isaiah chapter 58 to look at this chapter 58. Let's go to verse 3. It says, Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul, and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of your fast, ye find pleasure, and exact all your labors. Let's go to them. Behold, ye fast for strife and for debate, for confusion for strife and for debate, and to smite with the fist of wickedness. This is what Jezebel did. Smiting with the fist of wickedness during a fast. So to smite with the fist of ye shall not fast as ye do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. So what the Bible is saying, if you want your voice to be heard by God, don't fast like this. Don't fast like this. Let's go on to verse 9. Verse 6. Move on. Is, this, is not this the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bands of wickedness. To undo the heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. That ye break every yoke. Verse 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. And that thou hide not thyself 
from thy own flesh. Verse 8. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy real reward. Let's go to verse 9. Thou shalt, then thou shalt call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. Amen. If thou shalt take away from thee the midst of the yoke, and put him forth of the finger, and speak in vanity. Amen. So from this scripture that we are seeing, we see things not to do. Not to do in a fast. So I'm going to highlight the things that we shouldn't do. And then I'll end with what we should do. So things not to do. Number one, it says we shouldn't find pleasure. And King Darius seemed to have known this. We should not find pleasure. What it means is that it doesn't mean kill yourself. But don't enjoy yourself. In the, you are doing the fast. You are watching TV. You are watching football. You are doing this and that. You are just uh, communicating WhatsApp. Uh, this and that. You are distracting yourself. He says, don't find pleasure during a fast. It means be sober and concentrate on God. That's what he's saying. Then the second one, he says, exact all your labor. It means that don't oppress the people that work for you and don't spend time on work, 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 work during a fast. You should work, but make sure that you have time to study the word which was taught yesterday. So don't exact all your labors. Number three, don't engage in debate and intoqua strife. Be, be, in Tokwa, um, how do we say it in Ewe? How do we say um, um, fighting in Ewe? I've forgotten. Oh, great. Eh? Haji Wawa. Haji Wawa. Debate in Tokwa. Some people say in Tokwa. Ntoko, ntoko, don't engage in ntoko on tokwa and hajewowo obey. Kaya chomanson, kaya chobey. So it says that we should not engage in strife. We shouldn't engage in debate. The Bible says that by foolish and unlearned questions avoid. And we should be careful what we say with our mouth. Because every idle word that we will speak will give an account of it. So let's be careful. Minimize talking. Minimize talking. So it says don't engage in that. Don't show wickedness to people like Jezebel. So don't find pleasure. Don't exact all your labor. Spend time. Work, work, work. Get people to work, work, work. Engage in debate and strife and don't show wickedness to people like Jezebel. Don't keep a long face and a sad countenance and a dry mouth and a dry face looking sick. That's what the Bible is saying. Don't keep a long face. 
so that from a mile away, everybody knows that something is wrong with you. Oh, what is oh, what's wrong? Are you ill? Oh, no, we are fasting. You've got your reward already. Your reward has been given to you. What you are fasting about will not work because you have received a reward from a human being by letting the person know that you are fasting and the person has seen that you are spiritual and your objective is fulfilled. Amen. So, don't keep a long face like the Pharisees do. Don't keep a dry face. Don't look sick. Don't look better. Don't look... Let your mouth be dry. Let your head be butter because you are fasting. The Bible says we shouldn't do that. And Jesus repeated that thing, that we shouldn't do it. And don't disfigure your face. So if every day you do nice makeup and put it, that day your, your face crazy. And so everybody can see that, hmm, something is wrong. What is the problem? Oh, we are having a, a, a three-day fast, a two-day communion preparation at church. So we are fasting. You have received your reward. <laughs> you have received your reward. And you don't want that kind of reward. You want a reward from God. Amen. You want a reward from God for the fasting that you are doing. So the Bible says we shouldn't do the fast this way. So how, what should we do? What should we do in the fast? And we are going to talk about practical things from the Bible as well. The Bible tells us, in Matthew chapter 6 verse 17. Let's look at what Jesus said. Let's look at Matthew chapter 6. But thou, let's look at the verse before. Which, this is Jesus speaking. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces. And back to them, they speak, those who don't speak Gan, I speak Gan. He says, don't disfigure your face. That they may appear unto men to fast. They do this so that people will see that they are fasting. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. So when I say you have your reward, when you do that, I'm speaking scripture. Jesus said, when you do that, you have your reward. So, this is what he says we shouldn't do. Now, let's go to the next verse. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. Be fresh. Look nice. Do your face nicely. Be normal. Basically, be normal. Be cheerful. Look nice. That's what God is saying. Don't let anybody have an idea that you are doing that sort of thing. So, look normal, look happy. Number two, looking at what the scripture said in Isaiah, be kind to people. Be kind to people. So, we've looked at what not to do, and we are looking at what to do. Be kind to people. Number three, don't pack up your breakfast, your lunch, and your supper and attack them at the end of the day with vengeance. <laughs> Where have you been this morning? Then you start from the breakfast, continue with the lunch, and continue with the supper. Don't attack your food with vengeance. 
That's what the Bible is saying. It says that give your bread out. So if necessary, give what you would have eaten out to somebody else. And let the person eat it. Deal your bread to the hungry. So let somebody eat what you would have eaten. Amen. Don't pack them and line them up and say, Hey, I pay my back. Oh, and breakfast. Oh, breakfast. Then you deal with the breakfast. And lunch also when he come here and deal with it and then suffer. Before you do the night one. And please, <laughs> don't also eat in the night. Start with cocoa. Go to Tuozafi. Go to this. And eat throughout the night until morning. And then in the morning, now I want to call you that you are fasting. That is not the kind of fast you should be doing. Don't eat in the night. You start with cocoa. From cocoa you go to... What's the next one? You go to... From cocoa... What else? Eh? To Cocoa, to Ozafi, eh, Cocote, face the wall. Fufu, eh, wah, wah, ah, till daybreak. And then in the morning, then you say, I'm fasting. Mm. You'll be hungry during the day. What eh? you You'll be hungry. Those who fast like that, you see that during the day, they are weak. They can't do anything. Because the food is just working them. So don't fast like that. So don't break your, pack up your food, deal your food. Number four, minimize talking. Minimize unnecessary talking during a fast. Don't talk plenty, plenty, because you dissipate anointing when you talk too much. In a multitude of words, there wanteth not, hey, scripture, there wanteth not, hey, in a multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. So don't talk plenty. Minimize talking. And beyond minimize talking, sometimes some of us, we don't talk with our mouth. You talk with WhatsApp. That's the one that you talk with. So the talking you do on WhatsApp is even more than what you do with your mouth. And the things you say on WhatsApp is even worse than what you say with your mouth. So minimize talking, minimize WhatsApp, minimize communicating too much unnecessarily with human beings and focus on the Lord your God. Amen. Amen. So don't switch from talking to WhatsApp. Don't switch from talking to Facebook. Don't switch to Viber and spend all your time on it. It will distract you. And you will not be able to achieve your aim. Stay your mind on God. The Bible says, For thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. And in practice, how do we stay our minds on God? We have to work. The Bible says, So if you don't want to work, you will also not eat. So definitely, sometimes you will be fasting like today. It is a working day and you will have to go to work all the same. If you are fortunate and you have time off, then all well and good. But if you have to be at work, you will still have to manage and fast and do the work. And how do you do that in practice in such a situation? 
you, you follow the example of Jesus Christ. The Bible says a great while before day, he rose up and he went to pray. You can have an intensive prayer time, intensive spiritual exercise, a great while before day, and spend time with the Lord before you set off to work. Now at work, during that time with the Lord, one thing that will help us in our fast, decide on the theme and the purpose for your fast. So let's not fast by heart. Fasting without a purpose, without focus on the word of God, is starvation. And starvation is not good for the body. So fasting, you have to look for a theme. So for instance, if today you decide that I'm fasting today, you decided that I'm going to do a fast today, I'm going to pray for the nation. What you do is that your theme is prayer for the nation. You look at scriptures that are in line with that theme. You read your scriptures and meditate on scriptures in line with that. And your prayer is targeted in that same direction and based on the scripture. So when you do that, your mind is not blank. You are fasting with a purpose. And you are fasting focused on something. So come up with that theme as led by the Spirit of God on what reason your fast is. And decide on the theme. Get scriptures that you, you have to get. And meditate on the scriptures during the day. And from time to time, take some time off. Maybe during your lunch break, step aside and then have some prayer time. But throughout the day, your mind is stayed on the scriptures based on which you are fasting, based on which you are praying. Amen. And during that time also, make sure that your prayer is linking up with whatever it is that you are focused on. And then when you have some time, when you are closed at the end of the day, before you break your fast, you have another intense spiritual activity as well. Because that is the way you'll be able to maximize the time. Throughout the day, your mind is stayed on the word of God. And you are praying in your heart. You are praying in your heart. And when you have a bit of time, you can step aside to pray, to study a bit. And you are focused on something in particular that you want to achieve. And God will respond to that thing in particular. If you are fasting without an aim, there's nothing you are praying about. They say we should fast. 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 You know the story that we keep telling of a woman who was quarreling with her husband and the whole family said, what you did is not good. We are taking you, please, when we go and we get there, apologize to your husband. She said, you, okay. So they went to the husband's house. So the husband is there, they have arrived, they put their chairs there, the family has sat down. And now everybody is looking at her because they've told her that what you did is not good. And you should realize that it's not good. So please go and apologize. So they are looking at her. Then she looks at the people. <laughs> what did they say I should come and do here? <laughs> she spoils the whole thing. It means that she herself, she's not convicted that she has to go and apologize. So we must not say, we must not say, we must have our own conviction. Even when it has been declared by the fast, 
by the church, we must be convicted that we are fasting for a certain purpose and be heading in that direction and not just fast anyhow or go without food because we have been told to fast. We really don't know what the fasting is about. They say every Wednesday and Thursday at the end of the month we should fast. So we are fasting. What is the fasting about? What are you praying about? What are you hoping to achieve with the fasting that you are fasting? Nothing. So we must focus it on a theme and in a direction each time we are fasting and make sure that our scriptures, our prayer is heading in that direction. Amen. And then when we fast, we should avoid excessive dehydration. This is a very hot tropical climate. We may do the dry fast, but if we have to be walking around in the sun back and forth, let's be careful not to have to get into excessive dehydration. So we may do the dry fast, but if you are not doing the dry fast, make sure from time to time you take some water. This is just a um, health issue so that you don't become dehydrated. It will take a, quite a bit for you to be dehydrated. But if you are doing it over a number of days without water, then you must be careful that you don't get into dehydration. But if it's a few days, like from morning till now, I don't think I've drank too much water, just a little water, but I've drank just a little water during the fast. Or I could go without water till this time, but not overnight. Amen. And then I've talked about not eating throughout the night till morning. It is not a good way of fasting because you insult your stomach and your intestines with too much food. And if they work overnight and they work too hard during the night. By morning you are tired, they are also tired in your stomach. So that is not a good idea. So that sort of fasting is not a good type of fasting. And then if, um, if um, you fast, you are fasting for several days, if you have to break a fast, don't break it with comic talk. Break it with something light to begin with. Something that is not heavy. Like, I was, I, I, I kept quarreling with the youth because sometimes they will go to the youth camp and when they are breaking, they break with vengeance, with banku or something. I say, hey, what is this? So they are moving away small, small from that. But in the women's camp, you will notice that when we break the fast, we break with something light, like oats or rice water, maybe some bread. That's how we break in the women's camp. Now the youth are doing similar. And even if they will do some heavy food, it will be rice or something. Not banku and komi and things. That's why they will do it on the... And fufu. They used to do fufu too. <laughs> So that one, last day, then they, they still do that last day. But that one is not an issue. But don't break with heavy things. It's not, it will not be good for your stomach. It makes your stomach quite heavy. And it makes things very difficult for your body. So break with something light. Even if you are going to eat something heavy, start with something a bit light to loosen up the intestines for, for a while. And then you can eat the other thing that you, you should eat and not suddenly drop a huge ball of um, komi, thirty inside your stomach. That's one. <laughs> komi, 
in your twenty, she can now flock papaku in your thirty. You shouldn't be eating thirty to break your fast. Can now flock papaku in your thirty. If you eat thirty for me to break your fast, your body will complain. Amen. Amen. Your body will complain. So we have gone through the different types of fasting that are recorded in the Bible. We have looked at some results of fasting. We have looked at what the Bible teaches us about fasting. What we shouldn't do and what we should do. What Jesus talks about. What we shouldn't do and what we should do. And we have talked about what we should do when we are fasting. How we should conduct ourselves when we are fasting. And practical in practical terms, in this busy world where we are working, how can we do our fast still in this busy world? We have looked at it. And we have looked at how we should break our fast, what we should um, use to break the fast, so that the body will not wear down. And how we should even eat during the fast. So, but above all, I will point you to Matthew chapter 6, verse 18. Let your fasting come to the notice of the Father which is in heaven and not human beings. Because your Father who sees in secret will then reward you in secret. But if your fasting is shown to men and men commend you for the fasting, the Bible says that you have already received your reward. Amen. So now we will just go into a short time of prayer. We just want to come before God. Shall we just rise for a moment? <coughs> we want to prayerfully sing this song. Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed, renewed. Flowing from the grace that I find in you. Lord, I come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away.
directions that have come your way these two days, the knowledge you have gained, asking for strength. Anytime God came to a person and you receive the word of God, it's always good to tell the Lord, Lord, this is it. Let your word have a free course in my life. Show me, Lord. Let me walk in knowledge. God is very pleased when his children walk in knowledge and in understanding of his will. So let's talk to God about it. There's a lot of understanding, clarity, revelations of how to fast and wait on the Lord has come to us. Oh, we bless you. Thank you for the Holy Word of God. Oh, we honor you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your name. Lord, thank you for the understanding that you have brought our way concerning how we can fast and wait on you, Lord, the various and different ways of fasting. We bless you. Oh, Lord, we take advantage of our time, oh God, with you and begin to pray to the Lord for this nation. Let's, let's plead that God would intervene. Things are not the best. But God can do it. Shall we pray to God for this nation? We heard it yesterday and today that a people can pray for their nation. Shall we pray? Pray for all of our leaders. Pray that God would intervene in this nation and in our affairs. forgive us of our sins and as we repent that he would deliver us oh sin is a reproach to a nation so says the scripture so says the word of god and we see too many reproaches on us many murushandaya oh father lord we plead with you that you will show forth mercy to us. We know it, Lord, except that we have sinned against you. We have not walked in your ways. We have denied the truth, even as the church, your body, Lord. But we plead that you would have mercy as we repent of our sins. Manduri Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. 
We bless you in the name of Jesus. And finally, let's pray for our church. Let's pray that everybody will be affected by the word of God. Pray for yourself and pray for one another. That the word of God will have a free course in our lives. That we will not become hearers of the word only, but then we'll be doers of it. And so we ask that the word should have a free course in our lives. Let's pray. goodness to us and for his knowledge that has come to us. Oh Lord, you are good. You are wonderful. We bless you. Thank you for the word of the Lord that has come forth in such a clear understanding. We bless your name, Lord. Lord, if there is anything, oh God, that is pending in any of us, oh God, we ask that it be removed in the name of Jesus. Set your people free. Deliver your sons and daughters. Heal our Saburi Nimishandaya. Heal your sons and daughters. Mando Bosoto Koburuli Binderia. Lebere Shenda Sisikileri Kataya. Halama Mando Robojabiri Bikanda Gazikitigizandaria. Yes, Lord, let healing come. Oh, let freedom come. Let, oh God, separation unto yourself be our portion. We bless you. We honor you, dear Father, for the answered prayer in Jesus' name.